Hey everyone, Matt Ralston here again. Oh yeah, I forgot to do the intro music. Dun, 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 dun. Anyways, as you can tell, this is a solo Matt episode. We are Latifless today, and the main reason for that is I am traveling Asia right now. I'm actually recording this from my condo in Indonesia, which by the way, if you guys ever get a chance to go to Bali, you gotta check it out. This place is amazing. It's beautiful. The people are great. There's so much culture here, and I'm personally really attracted to the spirituality of everything. If you're even slightly into all being spiritual, you owe it to yourself to check this place out one day. It's fantastic. Plus, it's like 30 degrees, sunny. There's the ocean. We have a pool here. It's great. Okay, so I wanted to do this because I did an episode right before I left for Asia where I had just bought an iPad Pro, and the idea of it was I'm traveling for three months, and I have a MacBook Pro, which we're not going to Apple fanboy. I'm really not that. I'm recording this on a OnePlus Android phone, which, by the way, awesome phone. Um, but the whole idea was I wanted to buy this iPad Pro because I wanted something lighter to take with me while I was traveling, and I wanted something that could just strictly enable me to write while I'm on the go. And I figured, you know, MacBook Pro weighs a little bit, not too bad, but you pick up an iPad, it's like picking up a piece of paper, right? Like it weighs nothing. So I wanted to give my final thoughts on everything. I've actually typed up a little script for this, which is something I never do. So we're, this is a film craft first where I'm actually going off somewhat of a script. I'm going to improv a lot like we've been doing since the start of this episode. Um, but I just wanted to wrap everything up for you guys. I have a lot of final thoughts on it, and I wanted to share, because I think there's a lot of valuable insight into like the physical craft of writing here. Okay, so before we jump into all this, I, I was thinking, what's the best way to kick this off? And really what I think we should do, first and foremost, is break down what screenwriting programs really are. And not I'm not talking the difference between fade-in, writer-duet, and final draft. We'll get into that. Just strictly, what is a screenwriting program? And I think it's something that we don't really ask ourselves. It's just, I want to write a script, so how do I write that? And you Google screenwriting software. If you Google screenwriting programs, it's just a list of college programs pop up. But you find a program that will enable you to do that, and you're like, okay, this one, it's free, or it's that much money, and you use it, and you go do it, right? But when you stop to think about it, screenwriting programs, software, all it is, is it's just a formatting tool. That's it. Fade in, writer duet, final draft, all these things, all they do is format what you're writing. Technically, if you wanted to, you could go into Microsoft Word and do custom formatting and set it up the exact way that final draft is, that writer duet is, that all these things where you push tab and you get to a character name and then you input that and then you push tab again and you're in the dialogue block and then push tab again and it brings you to another thing. These are all just formatting. That's all it is. It's nothing more than that. And that's all these programs do. I mean, (laughs) when you stop to think about it, there's nothing else. So... Why choose one program over another? Or why choose one program at all if you could just go into Microsoft Word and format it yourself? Well, for me personally, I'm way too fucking lazy to go into Microsoft Word and and format it that way. I'm sure there's YouTube videos. I haven't looked into it, but I'm sure there's tutorials, YouTube videos on how to do that. You could do it. Um, For me, I just started with screenwriting programs because I'm guessing like a lot of you, it was just the thing you do. You know, you needed a program, so you went and got a program. The first one I used was Final Draft. I've told the story before, so I'm not going to get into it. But what I've done here is since I have this MacBook Pro and the iPad Pro, I 
went in and I tried all these things. Last episode, I was just kind of going off what I knew and, you know, Googling things here and there. But I've went in and I've tried a bunch of them. And I want to give you guys my final thoughts. So the different apps, uh, just go over them real quick again, uh, the ones we're going to talk about. There's Fade In, Writer Duet, Final Draft, Celtics. And I was going to talk about Movie Magic, but I actually can't get it to work. I can't even get the website to load, so we're not going to talk about Movie Magic today. Um, little pricing guide for you. Fade In, the regular one, 80 bucks. It's for a lifetime. The mobile one is 650 also for a lifetime. Writer Duet is $11.99 a month or $89 a year. The mobile is free, and I should also mention there's Writer Solo, which is a spin-off of Writer Duet. It's pay whatever you want. You can only write by yourself. It's not a cloud-based thing. Uh, I've tried that one as well. There's Final Draft, which is $250 plus $13, $250, not $2.50. $250 plus $12.99 to put it on a USB drive. That is just that program. If that's Writer Draft, or sorry, Final Draft 11, so if they release 12, it doesn't include that. You're going to have to go spend another 250 maybe $300 if they jack up the price. And the mobile is $9.99. There's a, and what's also crazy is Final Draft has so much of this cult following around it. I think because it really was the first program that you could buy to do this. And that's why I think it has the reputation of the industry standard. Because a long time it was the only program you could use, but it's not that anymore. But it's so crazy and it has so much for lack of a better word, like mythology built up around it, that there's actually programs you can buy. I just went onto the App Store, the Google Play Store, and there's a $12 course that'll just teach you how to use Final Draft. That's fucking crazy. That's more than, like, Fade in Mobile, or... Just don't pay this. Okay, bottom line, I'm gonna get Final Draft out of the way right away. Don't buy it. It's too much money. It's crazy they charge that amount, and it doesn't do anything for you that other screenwriting programs won't do. Don't buy into it. And then there's Celtics, which I actually started out using. It's between $15 to $35 a month, depending. They have a whole bunch of different things. Like if you're just screenwriting, playwriting, game writing, if you want to do other stuff. Um, the mobile's free, but when I downloaded it, it said this app is built for an older version of Android. Try checking for updates or contact to the, the developers. So clearly they don't put a lot of thought into it, and it's not something I'd recommend mobile-wise. But... I'm going to get into the meat of everything that's going on here, and the reason that this episode's about to exist is I want to talk about the reasons why you should use desktop over mobile. And just to get the explanation out of the way, a desktop is either you know physical desktop or a laptop because they have the same programs, the same everything, whether you're using um, Apple computers or Windows computers, they have the full fleshed out versions of these programs. They're the ones that these companies spend the most money to make, they have the most features, they are called the flagships of what each of these different programs can do. And then there's mobile, which will be either iPad or on your phone. For some reason, iPad and phone have the same applications, and that's something we're going to get into a little bit later. Um, but the, the verdict of this little test is I ended up returning the iPad Pro, which I think I mentioned I was thinking about doing in the first iteration of the first episode of this. And the reasons, well, there's a lot of reasons, but I'll, I'll get into the things I loved about the iPad Pro first off. Um, the design of it and the feel of it. When you use it, 
an iPad, it feels awesome. And like the touchscreen, everything looks beautiful. It's no secret. It's really, really well-made little tablet and it's a lot of fun to use, man. You can look up tech reviewers on YouTube and they'll say the same thing, even if it lacks functionality in one way or another. It's so much fun to use and you kind of get addicted to it. It's There's some good stuff there. There's a lot to love. But the reason I ended up returning it is I bought this as a strict writing tool, which, you know, we've talked about many times even in this episode. And when I really got into it and tried different screenwriting apps and then compared them to their desktop version, the big thing, the big, 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 big thing you end up noticing is that the functionality of screenwriting apps on mobile, which is iPad or your phone, it's there. The functionality technically is there, but the apps themselves are extremely scaled back. When you go on to your mobile, or iPad in this case, and you pull up Writer Duet, Duet or Final Draft or Fade In. By the way, I ended up going with Fade In. It's the one program I would highly recommend. It has everything you will ever need. The price is buy it once. It's per lifetime as compared to Final Draft is buy it once until they release Final Draft 12. And then you buy it again. Writer Duet is monthly or yearly where Faden is $80 for a lifetime. It's cheaper than any of these. Even it's cheaper than Writer Duet for one year. And cheaper than Celtics. And it does everything you'll ever need. Anyways, that, that's my recommendation. Moving on. Um, so when you open these programs in mobile, like I said, technically they work. You open them and it's just blank page. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. In theory, I thought that might actually enable me to do more writing. Because there's less in the way... When I'm on my desktop, like I am right now, I'm on my MacBook. I have this script for this episode pulled up in front of me. And to the left of it, I can see in the background behind it, there's an Airbnb tab. And then behind that, I have notes for everything we've been doing for what we don't say in distribution and whatnot. So there's a lot going on on the screen. And you can maximize it to get rid of it. You know, I'm not saying you can't do that. But there's a lot going on. So I thought with this singular page, this might actually enable me just to write because there's no distractions at all. But what I ended up realizing is that it's scaled back to a point where it actually makes writing a little harder. So you see just a page when you open these mobile apps. But then if you want to go to your character, and you want to write Jane, because she's about to say a big block block of text. When I'm on my computer, I hit tab, I write Jane, and then I hit tab again, and I'm in dialogue. When you're in your mobile, you have to go click a button. It'll open up your big list of commands, which will be scene header, dialogue, character, all those kinds of things. So you hit your tab, hit character, type Jane, and then you hit your tab, hit dialogue, type in their dialogue. Then you hit the tab, you hit action, you type in your action, and you repeat this every time. So basically what ends up happening is there's so many extra steps in your way to writing. Because when I'm on my desktop right now, tab, Jane, tab, I am Jane, this is what I'm saying, tab, description, Jane walks the table, tab, Jane, tab, more dialogue. It's so easy, it's so ingrained in you. And by going to the mobile way, there's so many more steps that just shrinks your writing window. And I think it's something that you could definitely get used to. Um, I don't mean to say it would be impossible to get used to or that it's not functional, because it is functional. I think you could get used to it, but I think you're going to get a lot less writing done that way. 
And I just, I, I don't think it's a great idea. Um, if the whole idea of buying this iPad for my travels was it's for writing, it's lightweight, and there's nothing in my way. But with the way they're formatted, everything's slower, harder, and more tiresome, and it, it gets in the way of your creativity. The biggest thing that I noticed, um, aside from, you know, hitting tab to go to different scene headers or action or character versus the clicking twice to do everything, is when I'm on Faden Pro, which I've now bought the Pro version, and it's what I'll use probably until the end of time, I have, I open up, I have my page, takes up, say, 70% 70 70 of my screen on the left. On the right, I have, you know, characters and parentheticals and action, all that kind of stuff we just talked about. And then at the bottom right, I have the most important thing that I fucking love. And I can't use a screenwriting program without it, What I, is what I've learned, is it's the navigator. So when I pull up, call it, if I went back to what we don't say script, and I wanted to throw in a scene, I know I'm going to, or say I'm going to edit a scene. It's takes place in Ben's house. I know what roughly would probably come in at around page 60 or 70. That's where I have this idea. No problem. I have this little navigator there. I go roughly page 60, 70. I can see interior Ben's apartment or exterior beach. So I know I'm just looking for the Ben's apartments. And then through those, I don't need to click anything. I can see the first line of that. And through that, I know exactly where I am in my script because you know your scripts that well. You've written this entire thing, whether it's 10 pages, 100 pages, 120 pages, you, it's in you. So if you just see the first line of Ben walks to desk, you know, okay, I know exactly where that happens unless your character is doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, which I assume they're not unless there's a very specific reason. You know where you are. So you can... <laughs> Go right in that scene, you know where you are, you can edit your ideas fresh in your head because it took you two seconds to find this scene, and now you're in it, you're pumping out your idea. When you're in the mobile version, you have the ability, just like that, to navigate scenes, but you have to click a little tab, all your scenes come up, and it's just exterior, beach, interior, Ben's house, page. That's it. So <laughs> if you're in Ben's house, call it four times between page... 60 and 80 you're kind of like all right let's check the first one you click it you read a little bit oh not that one click the second one read a little bit not that one click the third one you're like okay this is what i'm looking for and technically that serves the same function as the navigator but like i mentioned for the dialogue and the action and the scene description everything there's so many more steps in your way that once you get to where you want to be that idea isn't as fresh in your head. You might lose a little excitement. You might, I mean, there's an insane off chance you'll lose the idea itself. But by placing all these barriers in the way of your writing, I think it's going to do you a lot more harm than good. So that's where I ended up saying this is really worse, you know. And there's no reason on an iPad Pro, like, that iPad Pro is an amazing tablet. It's much stronger than my MacBook, which is, granted, five years old at this point. But it can, it's faster, it can load everything better. It, the hardware is so much better than my computer, but the software is just lacking in so many different ways. That, it got to me, and I was like, I can't do this. And that was the first instinct uh, or the first reason was like, okay, maybe I'm going to return this and just take my laptop on this three months of traveling. I wanted to get in and do a couple other things, and 
that ultimately led to me returning it. Um, sorry, I'm scrolling down my script here. Uh, there's a lot of, I'll call it bonus touches that you get with the desktop version as well. For instance, I'm writing a new script right now and it's a horror script, so I want to be able to do a lot of different things to draw the eye and sometimes completely take everything away if I want to. So for instance, and sometimes I wanted the, instead of the text being 12 point, which it can only be 12 point on the mobile version or iPad version, I wanted the text to be huge. Uh, I wanted to go up to 60 point. I wanted to color it red. I wanted to have all this empty space and do various things with it. I can do all of that on my laptop. I can't do any of it on the iPad. And again, I think you'll notice a really common trend in everything I'm saying. None of these things are deal breakers, not by a long shot. But what they do is they get in your way. And in this case, if you want to add a little bit of extra personality or character to your script in these ways that are, you know, unconventional, and I'm not saying these are things you're going to want to do all the time, but you can't do them on those mobile versions. So you're losing even more. And I think by this point, you can kind of see that, like, you take the... I'll call it perfect screenwriting program on your laptop. And in order to get that onto your mobile, you just scale away all these things. And every time you scale down one thing, it's not a big deal, but you pile all these together and then you scale down the functionality just a little bit. And it's to a point where it's massively worse than if you had just gone with the desktop version. Um, another reason that I ended up returning the iPad is, like I mentioned at first, to take this MacBook on this three-month journey with me. It's not the lightest thing. iPad's very light, but with an iPad, there's a couple things, and this will be the same for your phone as well, that it doesn't end up being what you had thought it would be. So first off, the iPad's not very durable. You can look at videos online. You can take that thing and bend it in half and break it if you wanted to. So when you're backpacking through Asia, you need a case for it because you don't want it to break, obviously. So you get a case, and then you start typing on the iPad, which is just the slate of glass. And if you're typing, you have your screenwriting program pulled up, you pull up the keyboard, and it takes half your screen. I don't know if you've ever typed on an iPad this way. It's flat on your desk or flat on your lap. You have half of your screen is keyboard. You're just punching, typing, punching on the glass. And you can do it, but it's not very good. It doesn't feel natural. Your typing speed will decrease massively. Same with your screen real estate as you do this. So you go out and buy a keyboard. And I actually really like keyboards for the iPad. Sure, they wobble a little bit. There's other cons, like you have to charge them, you have to hold them in place with magnets, that kind of thing. But they actually work really well for typing and whatnot. I got used to it very, very quickly. But it's another drawback. You have to go spend more money, go spend more money. And another thing is viewing angles. And this is something that I've come to realize with my laptop right now. It's propped open. It's 90 degree. I'm at a desk and it's just there. With an iPad, if you don't get a case and a keyboard, you're strictly flat down, whether it's on a desk, whether it's on your lap, and that's really unnatural. It, your back's going to start hurting, your neck's going to be a little strange. So you get a case, you get a keyboard, so you can prop it up, basically recreate a laptop. So everything you're doing is trying to recreate a laptop anyways, and by the time you get all these extra accessories, your iPad is just as heavy as your computer. You have to charge your keyboard and your iPad separately, and your software is way, way worse, way worse. So why do it? 
And that's kind of where I landed. I'm like, the whole idea of this was to have a portable writing tool that was lightweight. And by the time you get it to where it needs to be, it's still portable, but your laptop's portable. It's not lightweight anymore, at least not any more lightweight than your laptop. And the writing is significantly worse, so why keep it? And I didn't end up keeping it. So I know this is a really long way to say just get a computer or the computer version of software instead of iPad. I, I get that, but I think these are all things that will help fully inform decisions of what to do. Um, the other thing that I'll talk about just real, real, real quick is price. Like the That iPad Pro is not cheap. And granted, you get regular iPad, which is a couple hundred dollars, but you tack on the keyboard, the case, all that shit. You can buy a computer, a laptop, for that price. You know, 500, 600 bucks kind of thing. Sure, it's not going to be the best laptop in the world, but all we're doing is typing text on a screen. It doesn't have to be the best thing in the world. So when you really sit down and measure everything, I don't think there's any reason. Actually, scale back. I think there's two reasons slash two ways that you can justify using an iPad or maybe your phone, but probably just an iPad over a laptop for this. So the first reason is if you've never used screenwriting programs before. If you're a total newbie, which there's nothing wrong with that, we're all there at one point, and you want to start screenwriting, you haven't had an experience with these great programs, the desktop versions. So maybe just get, you know, you have an iPad lying around, try the mobile version. It'll be better than anything you've ever tried because you've never tried anything. That is the first reason slash... Yeah, we'll go with reason as why you could maybe pull it off. And the second reason is actually a really big reason, which twist, plot twist, is the reason I'm considering getting another iPad Pro later, is if you're creative in some other manner. For me, I really want to learn how to draw, maybe do some visual effects and storyboarding, which iPad is fantastic for. You get those, you know, iPad pencils those fucking things. They're super expensive, but you can do a lot on it. And as I'm prepping to do this next feature, I realize that storyboards and grabbing screenshots from other movies that I can then draw on to kind of illustrate what I'm going for, that is potentially going to be really, really useful. So if you're creative in another way and you're going to get something like an iPad already for the, the drawing or whatever it may be, maybe you're a DJ and you're going to get one anyways, and you kind of want to try screenwriting, and you're willing to go with, you're going to take that hit of functionality in screenwriting programs to enable you to get this device so you can do those other things, then I think you can justify it to yourself. But until then, trust me when I say this, boys and girls, get a laptop, however cheap it is. You probably already have a computer of some type. Just get the desktop version, and I think you will end up thanking yourself greatly for it. My recommendation is fade in. Actually, scratch that. My recommendation is to try them all. Probably not final draft because you don't want to spend 250 bucks and there's no free version. Try the free versions of the ones that are out there. You'll know which one's best for you, but personally I would say that fade in is bar none the winner. Fade in, desktop, slash laptop. I think that's what you should go with, but bar none, go for laptop, desktop, over your phone or iPad. And that's pretty much all I have to say about this. Um, I hope it helps some of you if you're out there and you're wondering 
you know, what should I do? What hardware, what software should I get? I hope this is a pretty good, call it one episode you can listen to or you can make an informed decision after this. And there's tons, tons of reviews you can look up on YouTube about specific tech. There's shockingly little in terms of screenwriting program reviews, which is why I'm doing this really. Um, one review that I would really, really, really heavily get you to look into, and it's something that I agree with quite a bit. I'm just gonna pull it up real quick here. There's a guy named Dave2D on YouTube, and I'm actually a huge fan of his stuff. All he does is review <coughs> tech stuff, but he has one video called What's Missing from iPad OS. So basically, the whole reason I decided to do this get an iPad and try and make it my main writing thing is, like I mentioned, this Asia trip, but I also released this getting a bit more techy instead of screenwriting, but I, iPad released something called iPad OS, and basically they're running an entirely different operating system compared to an iPhone now, and it's something more built, purposefully built for the iPad, and it's kind of running this question of, can it re replace a computer now? But in Dave2D or Dave Lee, that's his official YouTube channel. He says, the thing missing from iPad OS is the ability to use full laptop software. Because, like I mentioned, the hardware of the, of the iPad can handle pretty much anything you can throw at it. And it's the size and the functionality of it is the same as a laptop. But when you don't can't have that software, <clears throat> deal breaker. So check that one out if you're kind of towing this line of what you should do. I heavily recommend it. And until next week, I'm Matt Ralston, this is Filmcraft, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks.